This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, welcome everyone. We continue in Daf Hashvah Masechta Yivamais, Daf Peites Amen Beis. The Gemara discussed a Mishnah. The Mishnah was in Trumais, Parak Beis Mishnah Beis. Someone who takes off Truma from Tame onto Tahar. So if you did it b'shoigeg, it's a good truma. If you did it b'mezid, layasav layklum. And the Gemara brought a machlekes. What does it mean, layasav layklum? Reb Chizda says nothing. It was completely ineffective. Your truma is completely ineffective. However, the opinion of Reb Nasim Reb Oishia is you did nothing to masakin the tahar truma. However, the truma that you took off is still effective. So now the Gemara, um, yesterday we discussed the opinion of Rav Chizda, that Lo Yasav Klum at all. And today we're going to explain the opinion of Rav Nasan, Rav Oishia, that Lo Yasav Klum Lesakein Shirayim, but Lamaisa, the Chuma that you took off, is effective, is Chal. Oh, says Gemara, so, um, we're uh, two lines in the bottom, pay Tessam and Aleph. That you didn't do anything, that's only the sakin shirayim, to be masakin the remnant, to be masakin the tahar um, produce. But the truma is effective. But why is this different from that which we learned in the Mishnah? Min hanokov al nakov. Yesterday we learned the case of someone who took off Chuma from Enoi Nakov onto Nakov, from Durabanan onto Dairaisa. Now we're going to talk about a case for someone who took off Chuma from Nakov onto Enoi Nakov. Meaning there's a hole in it. Uh, you took off Chuma from Dairaisa for the Durabanan. So the halach is Chuma say Chuma, it's a good Chuma. But Veloy Toichal. The koyen cannot eat it at sheyotzi alad truma omaser mamakamacher until you take off truma and maaser from a different place. So when you take off from tamei onto tahar, the halacha is a truma is good. And in this case, it's not really good. What does that mean? You're giving the koyen truma. The truma came from otzutz nakov, but you took it off for the truma for the produce, which was enoy nakov. So this Kayin, even though you're going to give it to the Kayin, and it's going to be Truma, in other words, you have to give it to the Kayin, but the Kayin cannot eat it until your mafresh asa of Truma mimakoyim acher. What does that mean? From this, from a different place. Because we consider it absolute tevel. So, basically, we're saying that you have to give it to the Kayin. However, it's not really effective truma, but you have to be misakin that which you give to the Kayin, because what you give to him is in reality truma. Now, the Toysus quotes the Rivan, that it's only truma regarding that you have to give it to the Kayin, and not for anything else. It's not also Lazarim. And Toysus says, no, the re does not, or would not agree with that. Because if it potters, 
the Ein Nakov, which is Chayiv and Shum Medrabanan, so it should be Truma Medrabanan. So basically, it's interesting, we have a Machloikis Rishonim here. You're giving it to the Kayin, and the item you're giving to the Kayin is not full-fledged Truma, in that you have to be misaking that. It's considered Tevel vis-a-vis the Kayin who you gave it to, and you have to be misaking it. But now the question is, were you successful in pottering the truma, which is only chayv in midrabanon, namely the atzots she'enoy nakov. So the re says, yes, it does pater the enoy nakov. So then, in that case, it should be truma midrabanon. And the rivan says, it's not even it's not truma to pater the atzots she'enoy nakov. But the bottom line is, what you gave the koyen needs to be niskan. So the stira is... But why does Rav Nasser Rabbi say that when you take off from Tame to Tahar, it's it's a valid truma? It's just you have to. Um, it, it's not matter the shirayim. It's loyas of loyklum lasakin as hashirayim, but it's a valid truma. And here we're saying it's not even a valid truma. You have to masakin that item. So Gemara says shani hacha. Here it's different. Midayraisa. Truma ma'alyasa here, because the truth is, here it's different. What's here? Here, when you take off Tame onto Tahar, it's different because it's a good Truma midaraisa. Kedurabi Loi, like Rabbi Loi said, Amrabi Loi, Minayin Latoya Minhara Alayaf, how do you know if you take off from inferior for the sake of something superior? Shetruma say Truma, how do I know the Truma is a good Truma? Like the Pasuk says, V'loi sisu ale alav chet, baharim chem eschel mimeno. Do not bear a sin when you raise up the fat from it. So it says, do not bear a sin, v'loi sisu alav chet, baharim chem eschel mimeno. So, the Gemara Darshans. Clearly though, that if you take off inferior for the superior, it is a good truma. And it's saying, because it's a good truma, therefore, you bearing a sin for having taken off truma from inferior to superior. But if the Imein Kadosh, if it's not holy, if it's not truma, then why would you bear a sin? You didn't do anything wrong. Nothing you did was effective. Your actions were... Uh, Meaningless. V'imein kadosh, and if it wasn't holy, nesiyas chet lama. What what bearing of sin will there be? In other words, Rebbeloi darshans don't bear sin when you raise up. Don't bear sin when you raise up the good, the chelboy, the fat from it. Meaning, don't take off from. Something which is ra onto the yafet, and if you do, you're going to bear a sin. So clearly, your actions are effective because if they weren't, they wouldn't be effective. Then you you would not be doing anything wrong. From here we see that if you take of truma from something that's inferior to something that's superior, the truma is a good truma. Ledidach de Amrit 
According to you, that you say... Okay, so now we're going to analyze Rav Chizda Shita. And that's what we're going to do for the rest of the Amen. Again, Rav Chizda Shita is... That if you bemazed, take off min tame ala tahar, then um, you didn't do anything. Even though midairai saw it's truma, the rabbanon come along and say, no, your actions are not effective. Which means, even that item that you were mafresh as truma returns back to being tevel. My time, what's the reason? Why do we say that your actions are ineffective? Gezero dilma pasha, you might have been, you might be negligent. Veloy mafrish, and you won't be mafrish. In other words, really what you did was midaraisa effective. The only thing is, we don't want, if we tell you that your truma is a good truma, but go ahead and be mafrish again, from uh, the Tahar, we're afraid you're not going to listen to us. So therefore, what do we do? We say your actions were ineffective. So basically, we have something that Medarai says, Truma. And the Rabbanon came along and say, no, it's not Truma. So Gemara asked me, Rabbanon Is there something that Medarai says, Truma? And because of Xera, maybe he'll be negligent. The rabbis uh, gave it a status of chulan? Could the Rabbanon do that? Could the Rabbanon say something which is absolute truma? And if somebody eats it, they're chayiv misa. No, it's not truma anymore. Why? Because uh, we're afraid that if we say, if we allow it to be truma, he's not going to listen to us and he's not going to be mafresh truma on the other thing. Is there such a thing? Could Bezdin stipulate to uproot something from the Torah? So this is the big question on Rab Chizda. And by the way, the answer to this question is the reason why we got involved in this conversation in the first place. Namely, why are we talking about the, this Indian of Truma in the context of the Mishnah where a woman gets married al Piedachad? So Rab Chizda said back, V'yadloi Tizbara, you don't hold that way. You don't hold the rabbis have such capacity. But tonight we learned in a Mishnah have lad mamzer mizel mizah that when a woman gets married based on an edachad and the guy then walks in, so we say whatever kid she had from the second guy, from the new husband is a mamzer. Now that's understandable, and whatever children she has from um, now, from now on, from the first husband is also a mamzer. So the Gemara says what? Bishlama. Mishani Mamza, I understand the kids she has from the second guy is a Mamzer, are a Mamzer, because whatever children she produced from the second man, uh, man, she did as a married woman, because the first husband was alive the whole time. Why would the children she produced from the first guy be a Mamzer? She's his wife, Yisrael He's a, the child is a full-fledged Yisrael. And if you're going to say the kid's a mamzer, you're going to matter the mamzer with a mamzeres. That means the Rabbanon are saying that this Yisrael, who's now to marry a mamzeres, we're going to say he's allowed to marry a mamzeres? Because Sharina a mamzeres? So Chizah said back, now hold your horses. When I say that the kid's a mamzer, I meant that the kid can't marry a Yisraelis, but 
Avada, the kid can't, the kid can't marry a mamzeris either. So Amar Shmuel, Amar Lehachi, Amar Shmuel, Rav Chizad, this is what Shmuel said also. Mamzeris, Taka, the woman, uh, Taka, the child, is uh, of the first guy. Is also Mamzeris. V'chein ki also Rabin, Amar Rav Yochanan, also Mamzeris. V'amai kori le Mamzer. So regarding what do we call the kid a Mamzer? La Oisrei bevas Yisrael, we call him a Mamzer to aser him. In Abbas Yisrael. So basically, the fact that we treat the kid as a mamzer doesn't mean the Chachamim have, doesn't show the Chachamim have the right to be oikar daven menatoira. It's not like the rabbis are saying that as someone who's a full fledged Yisrael has a status of a mamzer and can marry a mamzeris. We're only calling him a mamzer in that he can't marry Yisraelis, but not that he can marry a mamzeris. So now we're up the creek without a paddle. How do we know that the Rabbanon could come along and be oikar davar menatayra, namely in this case where it's really a good truma, and we're saying, no, it's chulen loyosav loiklam. Shalach lei Rav Chizda l'Rabba. Rav Chizda sent to Rabba biyad Rav Achabar Rav in the hands of Rachel Ravuna, Ve'ain Bezdin Mastin Lakadom Natayra. Bezdin cannot stipulate to uproot something from the Tyra. Vatani, we learned in a Braisa, Me'imasai Adam Yoreshashishtai Kitana. From when can a person inherit his wife who's a Kitana? So, like this. A woman, when she's a katana, her father can marry her off. Midairaisa. But if if her father died, then her father cannot. Um, then obviously her father can't marry her off. But if her father died, midairaisa, she cannot get married. However, the rabbanim were afraid that if she's going to remain by herself, some people might abuse her, and therefore they gave the capacity to the mother. And or the older brother to marry her off, and that marriage is a marriage drabanan. Now the question is, when she dies, now since it's a marriage midrabanan, she has the right to uproot the marriage, so long as she's a katana through the process of mion. Now, what if she dies before she becomes a gedolah? Does that guy inherit her? On the one hand, why not? He was married to her. On the other hand, we could say, well, maybe she would have refused the marriage and retroactively rendered the marriage. Null and void. So at what point could he inherit her? So it's Machlok is Bishamah in Beisalach. So he's going to Shalach le Rav Chizal Rabba Biyad Rav Achabar Rav Huna. Rav Chizal sent to Rabba in the hands of Rav Achabar Rav Huna. Ve'ein Bezdin Mastin Laka Davim Natayra. Bezdin cannot stipulate to uproot something from the Torah. Vatani, we learned in Abraisa. When could a person inherit their wife? Katana. Again, this is a woman who, one who married Midra Banan because the brother or mother married her off. Beishami says you can only mar- you can only inherit her when she becomes a gadoila. When she reaches puberty, and she brings two pubic hairs.
we're going to see that means not only do you have to do uh, chuppah, but it also she needs to become a gedayla. When she enters the chuppah, but not before that. Before that, before according to Beisham, before she becomes a gedayla in Beisola, before she enters the chuppah, there's a strong uh, possibility she may have uh, nullified the marriage, and therefore. The, the man does not inherit her. But once she reaches the age of puberty, or according to Beit Silo, once she's nichneses l'chuppah, then we say that you can inherit her. Rebbe Lezer, I remember Rebbe Lezer says when he has relations with her. Because at that point of time, we don't assume that she would uh, try to nullify the, ma- the marriage. At this point, Viyarsha, uh, he can inherit her, Umetamela, he could be Metamitar, Vaycheles Beginai Truma. And she can eat on his account Truma when he, ha- when he lives with her, when she enters the Chuppah. According to Beitzel, when she enters the Chuppah, according to Ablaza, when, when she has Bia. So, now we're going to uh, analyze the Shita Beishamai. Because Beishamai seems to hold that when she reaches puberty, he inherits her, even though they have not entered L'chuppah. Beishamai Yoyimir, Mishet Tamayit B'Kaimasa, Afagav Is that possible? That from the time of, of her maturity, he inherits her if she dies, even though she's not Nechnas L'chuppah? But the Halacha is even a Ishtoi Gedoyla, who you're married to Medoy Raisa, and you had a, she was not Rusa. The halacha is, if she dies, he's not an Oinein, he's not metame to her, he doesn't inherit her. So if even by Kedushin Raisa, before Nesuin, before Chuppah, he doesn't inherit her, then certainly by Kedushin Medjabanon, What Beishamai means is she has to reach puberty and chuppah. But just, but just uh, puberty alone will not do the trick because we say in Arusa, even Midairaisa, you don't inherit her. So this has to be in conjunction with chuppah. This is what Beishamai is saying to Beisola. That which you say, That's what you say, that only once she enters the chuppah, he inherits her? No, I say you need an additional factor. If she reaches puberty, chuppah helps. If she doesn't reach puberty, the chuppah will not help. Then the Gemara says, Rebbe Lezer says, He inherits her from the time... She has Bia. I, Vamar Rebbe Lazar, in my Katana Klum. I, Rebbe Lazar, says the actions of a Katana are nothing. Says the Gemara, Ema Mishetagdil Vetibai Katani. Ema Mishetagdil Vetibai. When, when Rebbe Lazar says, Mishetibal, it means Mishetagdil Vetibai. And Beisilo is, is the only opinion, Mishetikanis Lechapa. The bottom line is, Midoy Raisa, this guy does not inherit her, because her whole marriage was Midra Banan. And yet, 
the rabbis came along and said, well, from the point of time that we know that she won't be Mamain, he inherits her. Here Midaraisa, the father inherits her. And rabbinically the Baal inherits her. So how could that be? That means the, the rabbis are taking money away from the husband's, the, the, the father's relatives and giving it to the husband. Why? Why should the husband inherit her? He was not married Midaraisa. Says the Gemara, very simple. Hefker bezin haya hefker. The way, the way the rabbis took away the money from the husband's relatives and gave it to the relatives. The way the rabbanon took away the, the Yerusha from the father's relatives and gave it to the husband is through the process of hefker bezin hefker. Da'amar of Yitzchak minayin shefker bezin haya hefker. How do I know hefker bezin hefker? How do I know when what bezin renders ownerless is uh, valid? Shenemar like it says, by Ezra, when Ezra um, made an enactment, everyone has to get rid of their non-Jewish wives. Anyone doesn't come in three days. By the council of the princes and the elders, all of their possessions will be prohibited. And he will be separated from the congregation of the exiles. So clearly, Ezra's saying, anyone who doesn't come, I'm taking away all their money. How could Ezra do that? Ezra could just say, whoever doesn't come, I'm taking away their money. Clearly, Bezin has the capacity of Hefker, Bezin, Hefker. Reb Lezer, Amar Mehach, Reb Lezer says the source of Hefker, Bezin, Hefker is from here. Eila Hanachalais, these are the inheritances, Asher Nachalu, Elazar, Koyin, Elazar, the Koyin. Bequeathed v'yahishua benun v'rashe ha'avos and the heads of the families l'matayis bnei Yisrael. So the question is v'chima inyan rashim eitzal avos. What's the connection between the chachamim, the leaders, and the fathers? Elaloy merlechatz to tell you ma avos manchilim b'neim komashiyir. So just like a father can give over to their children whatever they want, av rashim manchilin es am komashiyitza. Um, the heads of the people, the Chachamim, could also be manchal to the nation, whatever they want. So we have no raya from here that Bezin could be oikar davar because here it's through a different process, it's through Hefker, Bezin, Hefker. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you what the proof is, the fact of Metamela, that he's Metami to her. V'hachan Raisa v'yom Metamela. Midai Raisa... She's related to the father. The father, meaning the father's relatives, should be able to be metamid to her if they're kaihanim. Umidrabana metamila bala, and rabbinically the bala is metamid to her? Misham dahavila. Ah, how could that be? Midai raisa, the bala cannot be metamid to her if he's a kaihan. So the, how could the rabbana just come along and say, okay, even though biblically you can't be metamid to her, we say you can. That means the rabbis are being oikr davmenatayra. Mar says, no, you know why the husband is metamit to her? Because she's a mace mitzvah. Says the Gemara, Mishim Dehavila mace mitzvah. Mar says, what kind of mace mitzvah is she? Wouldn't anyone bury her? She could call out to anyone. Umi have a mace mitzvah, isn't a mace mitzvah? we learned in Bray, say, is a mace mitzvah? Kosheim like Kairim. Mace says, someone who has no one to bury them. Kairi 
if she if they call out for help, and other people will respond, ain't that meis mitzvah? Gemara says no, because she's a meis mitzvah. Because hachanami kivin the loyarsila, since the father's family don't inherit her, kariyev loyanula. She herself could call out on her deathbed, "Hey, brothers, do me a favor, bury me after I die," and they're not going to. They're not going to answer her because since the rabbanon basically took away their yerusha, so they say, "Ah, uh, sorry, we're not going to bury you. Let your husband bury you, and no one else who they call is going to come because they say, what, what do you want from us? You have brothers." So everyone else will say, the brothers will do it. The brothers will say, the husband does it. So the husband does it, not because Midoy Rais to the Rabbanon were Oikar, but because of the fact that the Rabbanon took away the, the father's money, so no one else is going to bury her. So she's a Meis Mitzvah. So it's not called being Oikar Dominator, just putting her in a circumstance and no one's going to want to bury her. Mamela, she's the, the reality is she is a Meis Mitzvah. Okay, we'll pick it up as Hashem next week. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful night. Please join us tomorrow night, 8.30, for Parshas Mishpatim. Kaltov. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.